0: Welcome to the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I'm joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up, Holler's your boy? This is Len, a.k.a. the Bat-Tribble. And as we continue our march towards 300, tonight we spend some time with the legendary Richard Pryor. Mm. As we discuss... A film that was very personal to the icon, written, directing, and starring Richard Pryor, the semi autobiographical JoJo Dancer, Your Life is Calling from 1986. But before we pick up the call.
1: Yes. When? hey how you doing what's up to each and every one of you out there watching us as we are streaming live streaming via Streamyard to our facebook group as well as to our youtube page shout out to each and every one of you out there in the chat hello 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 hello, hello. good evening good evening um right off the bat one of our missionaries robert monroe jr asked. a Question to us and all of the his fellow missionaries: Which Sidney Poitier movie did you watch this past weekend? He watched in the Heat of the Night.
0: Oh, oh! This is, of course, we should probably acknowledge that the the, the passing. Speaking of icons and legends of, mm-hmm. of Sidney Poitier, if if it seems like we're not speaking on it, it's because we spoke on it a great deal we did we actually recorded a very special uh
1: episode of the michaud mission uh speaking all about sydney portier that, that is available currently on our feed so if you go wherever you check out the Michelle mission podcast uh sydney portier the mission remembers is available right there for your downloading and listening pleasure where we um Added to the chorus of flowers that have mm. been laid upon the legacy of the great Sidney Poitier. Did you find yourself watching a Sidney Poitier movie this weekend, Vince? I did. I did. We
0: watched Let's Do It Again. Oh, so you didn't go to Uptown Saturday did Night. not go to Uptown Saturday Night. We went to Let's Do It Again. And I have to say, I don't is know. Is that because
1: your wife is is, is a closet uh, Jimmy Walker fan? <laughs> closet Jimmy
0: Walker fan. No. Okay. She is not. No. It's just we we just wanted to do something besides the the predictable of Saturday night. And I have to say, I don't know if it was the bottle of wine talking, but (laughs) Jimmy Walker did not bother me as much as he has in previous viewings. And 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 I'm pretty sure we talked about this a bit in our review Mm -hmm. of, of Let's Do It Again. I feel like both Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby are more relaxed. Yes. In their roles. So that it it was it was very enjoyable. And you know, Mongo Slade, whether it's Bill Cosby in Knickers mm-hmm. or Sidney Poitier in a suit in cape, hmm is always a good time.
1: Most definitely. Most
0: and yourself?
1: Uh I actually did not watch a Sidney Poitier movie. Um this weekend um, and I think that's primarily because I didn't want to um, <laughs> I mean mm-hmm. with all due respect to Sidney Poitier I-, I know that we're going to watch his movies we've watched his movies along this along this mission a- and by the time we are finished this mission we will have likely watched most of his filmography if n- if not all of it um, but I actually found myself, um, wandering around the uh streets of Baltimore this weekend, mm. watching in, in my wire okay. rewatch. Okay, so that's where, where I found myself. But the missionaries they definitely watched uh, some Sydney Poitier movies. Aaron Fry watched To Sir With Love. You no, know I love to Sir With Love. A lot of people lo- like. Uh, enjoyed that movie, um, and and Janine actually says that she listened to our Sydney Poitier episode and that Uh-oh. she really enjoyed it. And Deborah Thank Battle you. watched Patch of Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Uh, Janine also mentioned that she watched Brother John for the first time this weekend, <laughs> and the best scene was when John fought the cop in the basement.
0: Yes, that is quite a scene. That is quite a that scene. That is
1: quite a scene. <laughs> quite a scene. I guess that's like that's like really like the action of that movie. Really, it, right? it
0: really. It, well, it, well, remember he puts his hands on Paul. Oh, uh, that's
1: right, Paul uh, Winfield too. Right, 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 right. Yeah yeah um all all great selections absolutely uh shout out to all all of the missionaries out there and i see that orphan pixels is joining us all the way from the
0: uk hello orphan pixels thank you for joining us all the way from the uk
1: yes yes so thank you very much and shout out to each and every one of you um uh, missionaries out there. Vincent, you know, some of the missionaries might be looking at me a little funny because I am sitting here in a hoodie and a hat. Yes. Um, that's because um, we had raced to the the bat base to record the show, and I only just got here from being out all day, so my heat was not on. Okay. So I just turned in on my heat. So it is, it, I don't know, you know, where you live, missionaries, but in <laughs> Philadelphia, the brick is waiting outside eh. to bust you in your face. It's, it is, it is brisk. Yes, it's it is brisk, baby. It, it is
0: bracing.
1: Yes, the hawk is out. Ah, so that's why I am I am done up in in a sweatshirt. But it was interesting because right before we turned on the uh, turned on the cameras, you having come just come in, mm-hmm. you did what a lot of people do. Is you went and you put, like, I guess, like the chapstick on your lips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, but I'm it. curious because I'm always curious as to what people put on their lips. Because not a lot of people use chapstick anymore. This is. I know. I, I, actually, it was, <laughs> it's actually Vaseline. Oh, know. so you use Vaseline?
0: Yes.
1: Well, I didn't know. Because I, I was, couldn't tell from most. How both. was this
0: a conversation?
1: Because I was curious as to what it was. See, I myself, even though I guess now that I think about it, it is Vaseline. I use LipMedx, which comes in like the little blue canister. This? I actually have it this, here. This, this is what we're going to talk about. Right there. Mm-hmm. Put it on camera. LipMedx.
0: Have they paid us? I, to knew,
1: <laughs> I knew the second I put it in the camera, that was
0: going to be your response. <laughs> have an <laughs> ass non-conversation and giveaway free <laughs> advertising. That's how you want to start this episode.
1: <laughs> I was just curious, man. I was, I'm I'm curious because I don't think people,
0: a lot of people, use are still chapstick about- anymore. I, I I can honestly say I've never thought about it before this exact second. <laughs> Thank you. Farrell um, uh,
1: Blackwell wants to. Say, ask who's still using Carmex? Still needs- I don't think, see. I've tried using Carmex. I found oh, that that dried out my goodness. that actually dried out my oh, lips. There you go. And so I don't use. So that's why I went back
0: to went back to the Lip Medics. Right? Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, and is that that's Uptown Saturday Night? Because I don't think it's let's do it again. That the tagline is they get funny when you mess with their money. Is that uptown Saturday? Night? Yeah, it's the tagline on the poster. You know why I know? Because I actually own the poster for Uptown Saturday. Oh, you Night. own the movie poster? Too? Yeah. yeah. Is it framed? It is not framed. How you
1: own the movie poster and it's not framed? It...
0: Okay. You remember? Mm. I don't. Even, and they kind of still do it. You remember on campus, like the first week of school, mm-hmm. they would sell posters. Yes. They Actually, there was a there was a spot in D.C. that sold movie posters. Okay. And I got it from them. Okay. So it was like actually on my dorm wall, and then I've just had it since then. So you've had it on your dorm wall? just up I had pl- it on my dorm wall. I well, mean, I don't have it up now, but I just... You but know. you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. Just so where sort is of, it? Just rolled up in, I have a fair amount of movie posters. Like, uh, all the Spike Lee movies used to come to campus mm-hmm. for previews and mm-hmm. they'd give out posters. So I just, you know. like.
1: Don't you have like a basement or,
0: or. Yeah, it's in storage in one of the tubes. I
1: mean, you don't have like a. a well, you don't really have an office in your house. Yeah. You just have your comic book. Room. Right, right. And that's so, where you got your, all your comic book paraphernalia. Right. So you can't really put the movie posters in
0: there. Right. Wow. Oh. So I have it. And I saw it enough that I remember that was the tagline. <laughs> they get funny when you mess with their money. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I have
1: it. But I saw it enough. So I don't really need it up anymore. So I <laughs> <laughs> There's no use for
0: it.
1: I want to talk to you about something interesting that came up during my wire rewatch about the mystery of the lake trout sandwich. Yes. Because they yes. eat a lake trout sandwich. Specifically, I think it's uh Bodie that orders a lake trout sandwich. Uh-huh. In The Wire. Yes. Uh, I believe in season one. Yes. Um, and I think he said he wants it with mayonnaise. I'm not sure. But um, I was curious, because I asked you because you are, you you know, from Baltimore. I am. Born and bred. Was curious exactly, okay, how good is a lake trout sandwich? Mm-hmm. To which you blew my mind. Yeah. I did. <laughs> with,
0: I did. was solving the mystery of the lake trout and sandwich. And any Baltimore people listening Right now, or listening sometime in the future, know what I'm about to say. I don't. I don't even know if it's a secret, but it's very much the truth that a traditional lake trout sandwich mm-hmm. from Baltimore mm-hmm. is not lake trout. It's not lake trout. It's whiting. It's just whiting. Yeah. Why? It's, so it's it's false advertisement. Yeah, the highest degree. Right. And now the follow up question would of course be, well, why do they call it lake trout? To which I would answer, I don't know. There was a spot throughout the 70s and the 80s that everyone called Lake Trout. Like the name of the place. The w- place was... Right, it wasn't Lake Trout, but everyone called it Lake Trout. Wait a minute, trout. is there a Lake Trout? Because I was thinking it was just a trout I think from it, the I, lake. I think it is a trout. I don't know if it's a trout that lives in a lake, but but I know I've had people from Baltimore... Go out of town mm-hmm. and order a lake trout sandwich, and it's a different sandwich. Wow. Okay, because uh, they really want whiting. Uh, I'm looking
1: up lake Lake Trout because now I I need to know these. Sure, a uh, lake trout is a freshwater char living mainly in lakes in northern North America. Other names for it include Mackinaw, uh. Taug or gray trout. Okay, in Lake Superior, it can be var- uh, variously known as paper belly or lean. It's prized as a game fish as well as a food fish. And those caught with dark coloration might be called mudhens. Okay, that it does nothing about Baltimore is mentioned in here. Nothing about Baltimore <laughs> is mentioned. So that's interesting. So all he really doing is just getting a fish sandwich. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because I, I was ready to go to Baltimore and get I want to I want to taste the Lake Trout sandwich. Yeah. So now, okay. There was another scene, another scene in The Wire. Yes. When McNulty and um, Bunk mm-hmm. are sitting in an interrogation room, but they're really just sitting in there talking over stuff. Okay. And while they're sitting in there, they're drinking beer. Hmm. And they're eating crabs. Yes. They're not eating crab legs. Right, right, right. A whole crab. They're eating yeah, a whole crab. A bushel of crabs, probably. Okay, so yeah. so is, is it more a thing in Baltimore to eat the whole bushel of
0: crabs? Oh, oh, 100%. So it's not crab legs? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's 100%. And, and I don't know if this is becoming a lost art or not, but you go and you purchase, you know, a bushel, a half bushel, you know, some type of measurement of live crabs. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you make them yourself. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is,
1: is there a specific way that Baltimoreans make their crabs? Well, see? Oh, you know, steam or boil. Okay. Steamer boil. I mean, but like, uh, do y'all season it any particular With way? With Old Bay. Okay, With so Old so Bay, so some everybody. people put beer. Yeah, in, beer, in beer, and Old yeah. Bay. that's what I know. Okay. Right.
0: Now, the the irony is you're talking to a Baltimore resident who doesn't have that much experience eating crabs like that, because I was allergic to shellfish, to shellfish. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't like grow up mm. eating crabs. Like, and then, you know, my parents aren't from Baltimore. Right. So, right. so they didn't grow up. So them. they didn't grow up eating crabs. And really where my parents are from and my father in particular coming from, from Louisiana and Slidell. Mm hmm. Crabs would be in gumbo. Yes. Yes. So just, so, you know, this notion of eating crabs on their own was something that they learned about when they moved to Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And then because I was allergic, I never, I never, I didn't grow up doing it. Like I was around people doing it Mm -hmm. and I've been places, you know, plenty of times, but I didn't really do it. And, and because of that, I'm, I am ambivalent at best. About eating crabs, like I've been with you. know, yeah, let's eat some crab. Like I grew out of my my allergy, so now I can eat crabs. So, but you're so
1: ambivalent about it, so that you don't even think about it.
0: Well, because I didn't grow up doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like you know, you, you don't know, miss. It, it's the, a lot of work.
1: Yeah, for, for what you get for not not as much reward. Right, like not, I'd much rather eat a crab cake.
0: Okay, as opposed to you know, and again, this is very much a Baltimore thing you know you get a bushel of crabs and mm-hmm. you know you put the newspaper out yeah, spread and, out the newspaper you know, and it's the you know like like my wife loves that yeah
1: i was i was curious oh, like, yeah, she, you know yeah she loves that so have you you has she turned
0: uh camille onto crabs camille likes it but you know again we're not in baltimore so we're not so. but you can get crabs in philly they do it in philly you it's know, we're more actually, of a crab leg thing. I was about to say, it's actually fairly difficult to get a bushel of crabs in Philly. No,
1: it's not. But okay. It, it, no, it is. Well, you're the one who yesterday said you couldn't get
0: a good fried chicken in, in Philly and well, I have to tell you, you where know, to go. You know. It's it's not easy to get a bushel of crabs. Like a bushel. Or a, like a, a large amount of crabs. Okay. Right. And, um, you know, we just don't eat them that much. No, I and I really do think it's something you have to do.
1: That's true. That's true. Brie 517 517 in the chat is saying like she learned how to eat crabs young because no one was going to crack them for me. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. You it's, gotta, you gotta yo, do it. They'll, they'll crack like one or two, mm-hmm. show you how it's done after that. You want to learn. Yeah, so learn. Get them fingers
0: dirty. You gotta get yeah, your fingers dirty. Yeah, yeah, you know, you get to like 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 I, like I would cut my finger because again I wasn't good at it. I'd cut you know, get that old band to cut. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> Y'all got this. Let me go get a sandwich.
1: Poor Farrell Blackwell. I'm allergic as well. Can't tell you how many times I popped a Benadryl and passed out with a beer in one hand, a crab leg in the other. I switched to Claritin <laughs> recently, and life is good. Hey, modern problems require modern solutions. That was funny. That was very funny. Um, I had one more question for you.
0: One more question is this wire slash both This is not wire. This is not okay. wire right. related.
1: But this is related to if you don't mind me and in, 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 in interrogating you just a little bit mm-hmm. in regards to your relationship
0: with. Mrs. Williams. Yes. Wendy. Yes, sure. Let's do this in real time. Well,
1: of course. Because, but no, simply because of this. You know how you speak about how you look forward to, one of the things we look forward to getting together is, yes, doing the the show and doing the movies and Mm -hmm. talking about the missionaries, but also just geeking out over stuff that we like to geek out about. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we are two like-minded geeks. Yes. Right? So... Wendy does not strike me as a geek per se. Not really. She's, she's married to a geek. Yes. Right? So, I was curious, how do you or how have you found yourself in, in over the years navigate having at least some level of geeky conversation with her in order to kind of like at least, you know, Bring her a little bit into your world, or do you just like nah? Especially since now you have Camille.
0: Uh, it's it's sort of case by case, really. You know, it's sort of case by case. Like like he's not really interested in a lot of it. Okay, <laughs> like the black stuff, of it's course. A nice, like you know, the Venn diagram of black and geek is always it's so so so. Octavia Butler mm-hmm. is always a good subject, mm-hmm. but um you know, that's my thing. Got you. You know, it's my thing. And like you said, uh, Camille is now my partner. Yeah. In 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 the geek movies. So, yeah.
1: See, I lost, I, I've mentioned it before in the show, I've lost my partner because my daughter not only is, you know, grown in her own woman, but she no longer lives in, you know, in Philadelphia. Right. So, you know, you have to like, Find your partner. And you got your boys, but you know, it's not the same thing. You right, you're right. Spending more time with, you know, your significant other. Right. As it were. Right. I mean, you know.
0: That's what makes them significant.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, because they are they're there significantly. They're there. Um, yes, significantly.
0: And um
1: it's interesting. I was just having this conversation about because the Batman is going to be coming into theaters in a couple of months. Yes. And I know I, I already know you're not going to the theaters to watch. I it. mean it's look. But I am going to the theaters to see the Batman. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am like, I, I have to. Like, my DNA
0: will not allow me. I mean, you know, that's you you got a whole deal here. Yeah, like it's your deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) But
1: I'm having a hard time finding somebody to go with. Let's put it that way, because of Unicron. Yes because, well, because of, of yes because of because of Transformers 5 yeah, Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. Um but also just because you know
0: if I'm going they're risk, not, they're not, it, it also kind of raises the stakes. Yeah. Like, I mean, like if I'm going to risk Unicron it's going to be for something besides the Batman. The Batman is it
1: got does you. not seem to be the hill that this got person you. wants to die on. Got you. Got you. Got <laughs> to,
0: you. That's real talk that's real tough i'm sorry because I, I said unicron and i don't know if, did you actually see the transformers in the movies in 86 the the, the the cartoon i mean oh you, no i saw unicron. it in the movies yeah you said yeah wasn't that crazy yeah like, you remember the kids oh yes yeah i took damon i took my little brother and i remember like it was wild. Like, yeah, I mean, man. It was wild. Like, it was dead robots. Yeah,
1: it was, it was not dead robots. It was the robot. Right. It was Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime it was turned, the lead dude.
0: gray and black. And, and it was, was at the start of the movie. I was like, they going real hard in this two, in this 90 minute toy commercial. People
1: talk about Up. No, y'all need to see Transformers. <laughs> right. But you needed to see it then. That's true. Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I hear you. I hear you.
0: But, you know, we've talked about this before. You gotta
1: embrace going by yourself. I did. I went to see Spider-Man No Way Home by myself. And? I enjoyed the movie enough, but I honestly feel like if I went with someone, I would have enjoyed it much more. I really was... It was... It was like, eh. And I think much of that eh, was because I didn't have anybody next to me. Next? Sharing my pretzel bites. Actually you know, uh, I didn't have pretzel bites. I
0: had popcorn. Oh so they didn't have pretzel bites. <laughs> yeah, that's because no one eats it. Um <laughs> shut up. I'm sorry, Lynn. I don't know what to tell you, man. Anyway. <laughs> um
1: hey, did did you wind up seeing Spider Man No Way Home in the theaters?
0: I did. You did? I did we snuck in? Okay. Okay. Snuck in. You and Camille. Yeah. And you enjoyed it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So, well, there we go. There we go. Um, a lot of people have come up to come up to me and saying that they enjoy the show, they like the show. Oh, well, that's good. And you know, they want to tell their friends about it. I'm like, yo, please okay. feel free to tell your friends. Right. And what you can also do to help the show, ladies and gentlemen, is you can do a couple of things. You can go to our social media, which is on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, at me show mission as well as on twitter subscribe be a follower that's a good way to uh, help the show out you can also go to uh, Public and hit swag where you can check out all of the cool designs and gifts that we have available from our good friends at Tee Public, including the new Six Degrees collection there is a new brand new Six Degrees collection of Durville Martin collection, uh,
0: shirts and mugs up there for your buying pleasure for all of you. Um I love that design so much. I've told you off the mic. I'll tell you on the mic. Like you know, I you know, I think you're actually a great designer. No, like you. you and I actually had <laughs> I won't get too much into what we were talking about. But you and I actually just had a discussion about you doing the design work. Yes. And but but I really, really, really like the Derville Martin. Well,
1: I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Uh, another way you can help us is on the podcast. Uh, catcher of your choice however you choose to listen to our show you can give us a rating and a review if it's on Apple Podcasts or someplace like Spotify which allows you to give us um, stars for your favorite podcast that even really helps us because those are the, the biggest hugest podcasters out there Um, and that really helps people find our show but you can also leave us a review on any podcast mm-hmm. uh, catcher because this is a review that I noticed on Pod Chaser. Oh, okay. That was left for us. Love this five star review. Love this podcast. Michelle Mission is the perfect balance of commentary, critique, and shit talking. Oh, thank you. Signed, Miss Makiba. Oh, thank you, Miss Makiba. <laughs> thank you, Miss Makiba. Yeah, mm-hmm. girl, thank you. All right. All right, Vince. Okay. It is time. Is it time? It is time. Alright. It is time for the game show that is sweeping the nation, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is time for All right, The Six Degrees of right. Dervel Martin. Alright.
0: I'm stretched. Alright. I'm ready. What we got? Alright. So, we are
1: reviewing JoJo Dancer, Your Life is Calling. Yes. The semi- autobiographical film about Richard Pryor. Yes. So, I thought, okay, what other comedians... Okay. Could we possibly see if Vince can get from Durville Martin to them using only films? Only films so, in six moves or less. In six moves or less. Oh okay. Vincent, get from Durville Martin, Durville Martin to, to Chris Tucker.
0: Oh. Huh. I mean, come on, man. Legendary comedian. I mm. mean, the quickest way is Dick Anthony Williams and Durville Martin. In um, Five on the Black Hand side, Dick Anthony Williams, Samuel Jackson in Mo Better Blues, and then Samuel Jackson is with Chris Tucker in um, Jackie Brown. So that's the quickest way. Chris Tucker's in Jackie Brown? He's the dude that he kills and shoots and, and puts him in the trunk.
1: It's been so long since I've seen that movie.
0: So that's the quickest way. Oh, Jesus. You and this Dick Anthony Williams. You don't want me to use Dick Anthony Williams? Let's see if I can get to him another one. Yeah, don't use Dick Anthony Williams. Okay? I'm taking your key. All right. Dick Anthony Williams. So Chris Tucker.
1: Dick Anthony Williams, who you didn't even recognize on the first (laughs) Durville Martin design. It didn't
0: look like Dick Anthony Williams. It was Dick Anthony Williams, though. So, Chris Tucker is also, let's see, so you've got him in Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. He is, um, Dick, Ant- Dick Anthony Williams. Um, Derville Martin is who we're talking about. Derville Martin is. In um, guess who's coming to dinner with the legendary Sydney Portier? Of course, okay. Sydney Portier is in Uptown Saturday night with our um our featured comedian Richard Pryor. Okay, Richard Pryor is in. I just lost it because I was I was what did I what was I trying to I was getting to Chris Tucker through oh Friday um where did I who did I just you with? said Richard Pryor Richard Pryor Richard Pryor is in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. who is in Boomerang with um John Witherspoon okay and John Witherspoon is in Friday with Chris Tucker. So that's five moves. Yeah. And I didn't use Dick Anthony Williams Dick Anthony Williams nor Mo' Beta Blues. All right. That was good. All right. That was good. I went a completely different way, but that was good. All right. All right. What else is Chris Tucker? So so Chris Tucker is also in... Um... Chris, Chris, Chris Tucker quietly has a fairly small film career.
1: True. But let me show you how I went. I right. went from Durville Martin to Pam Greer in Sheba Baby.
0: Oh, and and I mean then you go right to Jackie Brown.
1: Okay, well I didn't go there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I went from
1: um uh to then from Pam Greer to Bernie Casey in Hitman. Okay. Then Bernie Casey to Lawrence Fishburne in Cornbread Earl and Me. Okay. Then Lawrence Fishburne to Jennifer Lewis. <laughs> Boy, you took the long way home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now. And What's Love Got to Do With It? And then Jennifer Lewis to Chris Tucker in Dead Presidents.
0: Okay. That's a nice route, though. Yeah, I I mean, like that's you know, a nice route.
1: Yeah, you know, I I avoided, you know, these big groupings that you go to. I got another one for you. I was okay. ready for you. All right, who you got? Some of my bitch. I was ready for you. Um, Okay. You did Chris Tucker. I did. That was very
0: good. Twice. I actually did Chris Tucker twice. You did it twice. You did it twice.
1: So, with your Dick Anthony Williams key, still in my hand. Okay. That was a weird movement. Uh, Get from six... Get from, in six moves or less, from Devo Martin to Wanda Sykes.
0: Okay. I'm taking the same route, though. Sidney Portier, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Harlem Knights. Um, Eddie Murphy in Boomerang with Chris Rock, Chris Rock, Wanda Sykes, and Pootie Tang. Wow. Wow.
1: Wow. Good, I I mean, very good. (laughs) No more black. (laughs) (laughs) See?
0: The problem is <laughs> because see here's the thing because I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you I'm going to just go ahead and tell you and I had forgotten that Dervo Martin was in Sheba Baby mm-hmm. which gives you Pam Greer which gets you a whole lot of pressure. which gets you because what I was like what my my my, my, my 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 toolbox for the 70s like I'm waiting for I was waiting for you to say I can't use um five on the black hand side anymore Right, right. Delver Martin is also in Black Caesar. Yes, which gives me Fred Williamson. Yeah, I know. Which bounces me to Three the Hard Way, which gets you Jim Brown and and Jim Kelly. Well, Jim Kelly don't get you, but so far, but getting you no. To... But you know what Jim Kelly does get me to? Where the last uh Enter the Dragon. Okay, but even the last
1: Dragon only. I mean, only takes Dragon you so far. Like getting you to Pam Greer, that does get you right. far.
0: I'm just saying. Now I got John Saxton and Chuck Norris. Well, Chuck Norris can so get you. About like, that. like, like that gets you in Whiteville.
1: Yeah, exactly. In 70s Whiteville, <laughs> that gets you in the 70s yeah. Whitetown. But, okay. but you're right.
0: Like, like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. I can't do any black people because I'm gonna just tell you. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you all my Wu Tang secrets. Oh boy. Durvo Martin is in Dolomite, obviously. Mm-hmm. Rudy Ray Moore is in the monkey hustle. Right. You know who else is in the monkey hustle? Yafet Kodo. Yafet Kodo, but uh, also Rosalind, Rosalind Cash. Rosalind Cash. You know what else now you know what Rosalind Cash is in? Uptown Saturday night. No, no, I'm talking about stuff that gets me into some interesting places. Rosalind Cash is in Soylent Green. Oh. With Charlton Heston and Chuck Connors. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rosalind Cash is also in Amazing Grace. The um, Moms Mabelie? With Moms Mabley mm-hmm. Slappy White. Yeah. In Step and Fetch It. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: And she's also in, isn't she in Dr. Black
0: and Mr. Hyde? Yeah, but I mean, you know, the Bernie Casey like, 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 is pretty covered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. All right. I've been studying. No more white. No more black people. No more black people. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lynn. No more black people.
1: (laughs) Let's get from Derville Martin to Kurosawa. Let's see you do that. (sighs) No, never. Just save it. Save it. Did he
0: do anything with Americans?
1: No. No. Terrell Martin de Kurosawa. Don't don't strain your brain. It was a joke. You'll never get there. He didn't do anything with Americans.
0: I'm trying to think of actors in Kurosawa that made that that moved over to that tried to make films. Not in many of them. I can't think of any. No, Leslie can't think of any. No. It's not like he, Kurosawa, worked with Sonny Chiba. Right. No, or Chow Yum Fat. or Yeah. yeah, It didn't happen. I mean, you brought it up now. You got to give me a second. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Because, you know, you got to think Kurosawa made movies until. Oh, oh.
1: Aaron Fry says Rosalind Cash was in Omega Man, not Soylent Green. I mean, it still get you to Charleston. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, th- yeah. That, that's actually what I meant. Yeah, right. Because you know who's in um, Soylent Green? Uh, Appropriately enough, uh, Edward G. Robinson
1: and Paula Kelly. Oh, Leggy Peggy. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> there, there's a they're the connection to uh, JoJo dancer. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah so Curacao made movies until. What this? It was nobody in dreams. When's his
1: last movie? Like ninety three. Ninety three? Why? I don't think he made movies that long.
0: Oh yeah, because dreams is from nineteen ninety. I never saw Rhapsody in August. Oh, Richard Gere is in Rhapsody in August. Richard Gere is in Rhapsody in August, and you know I can get to Richard Gere in six moves from Dervo Martin. Well, yeah, because I, I can get there in two moves. Go ahead. Uh,
1: go ahead. Dervo Martin is in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner mm-hmm. with Sidney Poitier. Who is in? The Jackal with Richard Gere. There you go. Who...
0: Was apparently, in, was in in apparently was in Rhapsody in By August.
1: Apparently was in Rhapsody in August. By Curacao. By Curacao. The Cur- Curacao. There you go. Boom goes the dynamite.
0: Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't be
0: so deflated, Lynn! God, man! <laughs> I don't
1: like this. Anyway. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah, are annoying me. <laughs> and, and especially because you... They, because when you said Eddie... Okay, this is what I did with Wanda Sykes. Okay. I went Pam Greer to Shiva Baby. <laughs> Pam Greer to to Bernie Casey and Hitman. And then I went to Bernie to Eddie in another 48 hours. And then Eddie to Wanda because Wanda is in Nutty Professor 2. The Clumps.
0: Who did she play in the Clumps? Nah, and nice. what is this Hitman thing? Like, why are we... Why? Why have you mentioned Hitman twice? Because because
1: I saw Bernie Casey and I was like, "It's got to be a connective tissue with Bernie Casey."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get I got fixated.
1: <laughs> Leave me alone.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, man.
1: <sighs> <sighs> anyway, <laughs> nah, that was uh, that was a thing. All right. <laughs>
0: I didn't use Mo Better Blues. Oh shut up. Let's
1: get into our <laughs> review. Of JoJo Dancer, your life is calling.
0: We'll be back with the film review as soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. Let's uh-huh. go. Hey, hey, Jojo. Jojo.
1: Jojo. What's the matter with you, boy? Jojo Dancer. Who is that? Jojo, is that you? No. Your life is (gasps) called. He was a kid who grew up too fast. My name's Jojo Dancer, and I just want some work. I like you. He'll help you out. A comic with one eye on his audience. Your stepson wants to be in showbiz. I mean, I don't want to clean up hog guts the rest of my life. The other eye on the truth is no he made it big I say look. then he made it bigger
0: <laughs> <laughs> then he took it farther to oh, was
1: a mess.
0: Richard Pryor is Jojo Dancer in the role i Mrs. that the movie probably drug related oh. of his life Jojo Dancer your life
1: is calling. It better
0: be good, too. Yes, Mom. JoJo Dancer, your life is calling. Although JoJo Dancer has achieved success as a stand-up comedian, he hasn't found happiness. After receiving severe burns in a narcotics-related incident, JoJo remains in a coma, and while in this state, he looks back on his life. Drifting off into memories of his troubled childhood, JoJo revisits his youth, recalling his eventual rise to fame and the decadence that followed. As he considers his existence, he must decide if he wants to go on living or not. Directed, co-written by Richard Pryor, along with Paul Mooney and Rocco Urbiski, and starring Richard Pryor in this very loose, Mm. quasi-biographical film, Along with terms by Debbie Allen, Paula Kelly, mm-hmm. Wings Hauser, yeah, Carmen McRae, and Billy Eckstein, yeah, JoJo Dancer, your life is calling was the choice of Lynn Webb. Lynn, what do you have to say about JoJo Dancer? First, your before, life is calling.
1: But first, before we start, I just want to let people know that any who may have tuned into this episode because we had advertised that we were going to have the um, critic and radio host Bobby Booker as um, sitting in on this review of JoJo Dancer. She was unable uh, to make herself available for tonight's review. So Bobby is actually looking through our list of movies that we're going to be reviewing up till episode 300 and she will be selecting one that she would Uh, like to join us. And so I just wanted to give everybody that that little update. Okay. We spent a lot of time in the, um, during trailer talk talking about the possibility of a Richard Pryor biopic. It's kind of like an on, on again, off again project, uh, that, Seems to have Mike Epps attached, or at least that's the one that fans are pulling for to maybe play Richard Pryor in this film that may or may not come. And the reason why people are hungry for this biopic of Richard Pryor is twofold. One is because Richard Pryor, who is considered by almost anyone that matters, either number one or number two. Of the best and greatest comedians, stand-up comedians to ever grace the stage, um, like the argument is is him or George George uh, Carlin. Carlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on which side of the 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 ledger you which which side of the bed I wake up on, I could say George Carlin. I could say Richard Pryor. Right, right. I lean towards Richard Pryor and George Carlin
0: would have said Richard Pryor.
1: George Carlin would have said Richard Pryor. Yeah. Richard Pryor would have said uh, probably a bunch of other people besides himself, mm-hmm. but that's him being self-deprecating. Exactly. Um. So that's one of the reasons. And the second reason is because Richard Pryor, with all of his many talents and skills... And equally, because of all of his uh, faults and flaws, which were there for everyone to see, and which he used as fodder for his comedy, as well as some of his film work as well, Richard Pryor led an equally legendary life (laughs) yes this is a man who you know like there's tons of people who got married you know numerous times but this is a man who got married numerous times this is a man who shot up cars this is a man who yes set himself on fire um this is a man who struggled hard with with demons of of addiction and um w- would suffer for it later in life with with um drastic health issues. This is a man who sometimes not only set a fire to himself, set a fire to his career mm-hmm. by, you know, sometimes standing on his own principles and sometimes just being, you know, a dick named Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and for the most part, as far as, as far as anyone is left to believe was unapologetic about the life that he led, you know, um, acknowledge at at some point he acknowledged his his faults and flaws. Some may say that maybe he did it too late. Who knows? So that's another reason why people hunger for this biopic to be made. The unspoken reason why they hunger for a Richard Pryor biopic is because if we don't have a true Richard Pryor biopic we will be left with Jojo Dancer your life is calling. Which is yes, as you mentioned written by Richard Pryor with help from collaborators and one of his most famous collaborators, Paul Mooney. It is a film that is directed by Richard Pryor. So he is the man in charge of putting the cameras where they need to be to tell this story. And it stars Richard Pryor as the title character Jojo Dancer, who more or less is Richard Pryor he's living the life that Richard Pryor led. Richard Pryor famously as he has mentioned in all of his com- all of his comedy was raised in a brothel. Mm-hmm. Um was had a very complicated um relationship with his mother. So more or less was raised by the by the madam of the brothel as well as some other uh distant relatives. Um he would go on to try his mark in comedy and one of his most famous routines is him doing a performing at a club that was owned by gangsters and gangsters mm-hmm. not paying him. Mm-hmm. And Richard Pryor you know, forcing his way in to try and get himself paid. Uh, Richard Pryor is a man who was in and out of of marriages um some for convenience some for whatever and all of these episodes we see playing in JoJo Dancer your life is calling there is really not any outside of the JoJo Dancer uh title character there really is not much fudging of the of the details in this in this movie, I guess some of the some of the, the 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 people have different names, but they basically are playing like you know his wives, right? Right? You know, right. Um, amalgamation, like amalgamation of, of his wives. Um, Paula Kelly um, is plays the the dancer slash stripper who kind of like befriends him mm-hmm. as he talked about in his comedy act Satin Doll. That name is directly from his comedy act so I don't know whether or not that was truly the stripper's name but that's that name is directly from from the act. He spoke he speaks of his comedy about how there was this kind of like uh, like lounge singer Trooper, who kind of like taught him about you know stage presence and mm-hmm. everything like that. That character is personified by the Johnny Barnett character in this film, who is played by Billy Eckstein. <laughs> which you know, a lounge singer for more for the most part, you know. I mean, you know, definitely a man who who had his, had his moments, but you know, he's Billy Eckstein. Um so and I say that we will be left with Jojo Dancer because at the end of the day Jojo what Jojo Dancer your life is calling represents unfortunately is a missed opportunity. Mm. It's a missed opportunity for Richard Pryor to as he has always done find comedy in his life story and his life experiences and mind them mind them not only for comedy but for a commentary on humanity mm-hmm. and a commentary on himself as a man and i found myself as i was watching jojo dancer that that commentary is what is missing mm. from this film this film is becomes a bit of a rehash of some of his comedy bits it becomes a um, cliff notes of some of his more famous episodes in his life Um, specifically in regards to uh, his relationship with uh, Debbie Allen who plays Michelle who I think by now is his third wife um, Mm -hmm. in the movie and they had like a, a bit of a rocky relationship um uh he has there's a scene where he drives a new car that she receives off off a cliff um i think if i remember that is just kind of like the massaging the story right. of him shooting, shooting up the, the car
0: right that's the shooting car up shooting the car. incident yeah
1: right so um and what Richard Pryor unfortunately is also guilty of in this movie, he is guilty of playing the victim mm. to everything that happens in this movie every per- outside of once Richard Pryor leaves the confines of his of his um of the nightclub with satin doll and the and Johnny Barnett and let's give a shout out to Arturo played by Mission Favorite Art Evans. Yes, in this film. Um but once he leaves those those confines, every other interaction is if we're to believe this movie is someone against Jojo Dancer. Mm-hmm. He pays lip service to, you know, yeah, you know, um, my wife is mad at me, you know, I'm mad at her because she got this card from her old boyfriend, but but he pays lip service to, like, yeah, but, you know, you were out there cheating on your own, you were doing oh, your man. own stuff, but you don't see it. And even then, the lip service is like, it's, yeah, you were doing your own stuff, but, right, quickly taking, you know, letting himself off, right? Um, you see the scene with his uh, second wife, who I believe is Grace, um, who who gets
0: mixed up with. No, no, Dawn is the second. Grace oh, is his first wife. Oh, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. You're
1: right. You're right. Right. Dawn is Grace is the, it's the first wife who he pretty much just leaves
0: in Morton,
1: Ohio, which is the stand-in for Peoria,
0: where I Richard mean, Pryor. Actually... In his defense, he did want her to come. And she stayed behind. She stayed she stayed behind, right? With the boyfriend in the video for time after time when Cindy Lopper got on the bus and then her boyfriend said, I can't go and he put his suitcase down. And Cindy Lopper looked at him and then she got on the bus and then she said, Time after time and looked at him through the window. Yes. Well, Richard Pryor wasn't looking through the window. Right. Richard Pryor got on the bus and kept it moving. Right. Well, so did Cindy Lopper at the end of the video.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, well, his second wife, Dawn, mm-hmm. we're led to believe that Dawn, who seems to be, at least by this movie, play a reasonable part in him becoming a star. She's mm-hmm. there for much of the 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 rise of JoJo Dancer, yeah. come Richard Pryor in this movie. Yet at and when she is introduced to Wing Hauser. <laughs> As Cliff the drug guy. I love Wing. I love
0: Wing's house.
1: And they go to a, a, a you know, a party at his at his house. Yeah, one, of the, one of these one of these it should have said 80s drug party. Yeah, exactly. One of these cocaine soirees. It's at this point, his wife, if we're led to believe this, who has been in the corner for JoJo Dancer every step of this movie who at this party is like yo I don't really want to be here <laughs> we're led to believe that Jojo Dancer innocently walks in on her having
0: sex with Winghauser and another woman cause you had a Wings Winghauser party and at a Winghauser party that's how it go that's down that's how it go down
1: <laughs> at Winghauser Winghauser <sighs> party so we're led oh, to boy. believe He's that that's best. what really what really <laughs> happened. I mean, like at every step of the way Richard Pryor and and we've I've mentioned this before. As much as I'm in the bag for Richard Pryor, I I can't stand Dramatic Richard Pryor, I don't mind dramatic Richard Pryor in the early in his early I was about days. To
0: say, later dramatic is
1: yeah, because his early days he's actually trying to act, he's actually right. trying to emote, and he's not the the head the lead, so he's playing a different emotion. Mm-hmm. But when Richard Pryor later in his career gets to sad sack dramatic Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. and he gets to mumbling Richard Pryor, and it's just like, and, and just the sad face on. He just becomes annoying as hell, Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. and that's him this entire movie. Whether or not he's he's acting with his real Jerry curls, or he's got his 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 wig Jerry curl, whether or not he's got his real mustache or he's got his Groucho mustache painted on, he is he's these mumbling. And for those that think that this is like, well, he's a man that cuff, you know famously set himself on fire and you know recovering from that he yes do you see the effects of what happened to him on his body and mm-hmm. you certainly do Um, and I'll give him props for having the bravery to show his body in that mm-hmm. in that way but this is six years after that you know and and th- that doesn't have anything to do with your acting and that also doesn't have anything to do with your direction because the direction on this film is not is not very well either. There are scenes where there are shadows bouncing all over the place. So mm-hmm. like like even if you if you're putting the camera in the wrong place, you, you gotta have a skilled cin- cinematographer telling you like, "Yo, man, the camera's bouncing all over the place." Well who knows? Who mm-hmm. knows? Who, you know this big vanity project of. of of Richard Pryor, who knows who knows what's going to happen, and and, and, it, and it just it doesn't doesn't come off. And so I found myself watching this movie, and you know what i I found myself thinking about. I found myself thinking about um, what's uh, is it the greatest? Yes, the, the Muhammad Ali movie where mm-hmm. he plays himself. Yes, that is just an equally you know not maybe a a hair worse of a film than this movie. Um, Or maybe a hair better. I haven't seen it in so long. Are you disrespecting the greatest? About to get us killed. Uh, Not, not, well, you know what? I got complicated feelings about Muhammad Ali too, but we'll get there when we talk about
0: Muhammad Ali. Here come the Philly stuff.
1: (laughs) So, I found myself watching this film Despite enjoying being able to actually watch Debbie Allen act, because Debbie Allen in movies, because I I didn't really watch Fame, so I didn't really mm-hmm. see her like in her big thing, right? And, right. We, and we noted that in the movie
0: Fame, she really is only in there for a scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think she has like two lines. Right. Yeah.
1: And 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 outside of that, I think she she's shown up here on Fish That Saves Pittsburgh, and she's just being funny in the stands for the most part. And, and, and she's almost a child. Well, right, yes, she's exactly. like yeah, she's actually. Yeah. So I actually enjoyed watching mm-hmm. Debbie Allen act mm-hmm. in this movie and found myself like, well, Debbie Allen, she got some chops. Mm-hmm. She's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, she's knows yep. way out of the line. She's sexy and knows how to be sexy because it, it's one thing to be just a good looking woman, it's mm-hmm. another thing of how to p- portray sexy. She does that very well in this movie. Um, Paula Kelly always like, you know, like solid work. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I don't think, I don't think the, you know, the writing is not the greatest in this movie. So, but what she's given, she works with the the scenes in the, in the, in the in that club with, Mm -hmm. with Paula Kelly and Art Evans and Billy Eckstein. Uh That's the best moments of this movie. That's literally the best moments of this movie. I don't like anything that happens with him at home. Like, like Oh young Richard Pryor plays by a very young Elon Cox. Mm-hmm. He's a cute little boy. He's okay. Those scenes in the in the brothel, they're all right too. But once Richard Pryor shows up on scene, I'm like, yo, man, this I I just found myself really, really disappointed by Jojo Dancer, Your Life Is Calling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think missed opportunity is is probably the best way to describe it because There is potential in this. Mm -hmm. I I think, I I will say this, I I think you have to acknowledge that maybe a general public or, or certainly as the years go on, people who aren't as familiar with the legend of Richard Pryor, these kind of prior iconic moments in his life whether we're talking about the the freebasing accident whether we're talking about the moments him growing up in the brothel whether we're talking about the car incident Mm -hmm. these are pretty these are pretty good plots these are pretty good stories i mean you know as you said with the idea of the story the ideas of the story yeah you you know the whole thing of him going in there trying to get the money as a story beat Mm -hmm. there's Lots of potential. Well, oh, definitely. You've mentioned it in so many words, but I'll just sum it up. I like this cast. Except for this one honking hole in the middle of it. Right. Art Evans, love Art Evans. Mm-hmm. Love Art Evans. I joked about Hauser, but Wingshauser has this great 80s personality and this energy that he brings to everything. Everything he does. That he makes... I didn't know Billy Exton could act. Me neither. <laughs> Love Billy Eckstein. Uh, We didn't mention him. You know, another one of my favorite faces that shows up in the 80s and 90s. Michael Ironside.
1: Oh, yeah. He's in here
0: for a second. For, for, for a
1: split second.
0: But he's great. Like, he, he he shows up. He does his job. Yeah. Uh, I will respectfully disagree with you. I think the two and a half scenes because one of the scenes half of the scene, she doesn't talk mm-hmm. but I think the two and a half scenes with Debbie Allen are the best part of this film you know you're probably you're and, right, you're right. You're and right. the frustrating thing to me was as she shows up and there's about 20 minutes left in the film yeah and part of the reason that I think those are the best scenes mm-hmm. speak to the weakness that we're talking about because Debbie Allen is able to, through sheer force of personality, mm-hmm. pull something out of this almost catatonic Richard Pryor. Yeah. Like, I hear you saying it's six years after the accident, but I have to say, there's a marked difference. You, you know, before, I, I think, you, um you know, before he got sick, mm-hmm. before he was actually sick with, um, I believe, MS. MS, yes. I think there is a marked difference in the energy Mm-hmm. That Richard Pryor has mm-hmm. after the accident. I mean, even up in smoke. I mean, um Which one are you trying to pull? The um the 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 special that he made at is that Live on Sunset Strip? Yeah. His energy in Live on Sunset Strip, if you compare it to his other um concert films, mm-hmm. there's something not
1: there anymore. Like oh, no, I think the one you're talking about is here and now. Here and now, because live on such a strip, he's definitely like at the height of his power.
0: Maybe it's here and now. It's Maybe here and it's now. here and now. Yeah, it's yeah. the one where he actually makes a joke with the match. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the irony is that Richard Pryor doesn't play Richard Pryor that well right. at this point. And it really does suck the rest of the film down I didn't have as much problem with the direction as you did, like you know, the shadows bouncing of Like I, I, I agree with you, but I have to say there were much larger problems well, with this film.
1: Fair enough. Yeah.
0: That that I couldn't really, uh, uh, you know, deal with. I was also shocked by how short this film was. To, me too. I like, like it was, yeah. You know, like for a film where he 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 acknowledges learning about timing. Hmm. And the character that Billy Eckstein plays, part of his advice is you step on your jokes. Mm-hmm. You're not giving them enough time to breathe. I thought it was sort of brutally ironic that you could say the same thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't let it breathe. Like, back to Debbie Allen, they meet, and then it fast-forwards eight months. But you could have gotten a half hour from that relationship. I mean, this is... Yeah, because we, we spent a half hour with Dawn. We spent a half hour with Dawn, you, you know. And, and I understand that because then you... I, I think... I, I do think that this script leans on his comedy. It starts with the stand-up act and then it ends with him with the stand-up act. So, you know, I understand his instinct.
1: Yeah, see, but that's the wrong instinct if you're talking telling a story. Well, it's the that's...
0: wrong instinct... Right, right. If you want to tell your story, yeah, you can't lean on the comedy, right? Like you can't have it both ways, and it's a shame. It it is a shame, you know. As you said, it it would it. it hopefully, this is not the only Richard Pryor project mm-hmm. that we ever have. Yeah, but 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 it's it's a shame that the person who lets down JoJo dancer the most is Richard Pryor. I know. So. I know. That's,
1: that's, because I was even trying to think of like, is there any memorable
0: scenes in this movie? Oh, I loved him and Debbie Allen playing pool, and I loved them in the car ride. So, well, here's the thing.
1: I think I love them in it, but is it a memorable scene? No. It's just two people that like. like, Debbie Allen is good in the pool scene. Mm-hmm. She's good. Like you can't take your eyes off of Debbie Allen. Because Quiet is kept like you're saying she's pulling stuff from him. What she's pulling from him is focus. You, mm-hmm. you, you don't notice Richard Pryor in that scene. Yeah. At she's, all. Ridiculous. She's, ridic- she's
0: ridiculous. She's ridiculous. She's ridiculous. 1986 Debbie Allen was, and ridi- here, and here, but was here, ridiculous. But here's
1: the other thing. This is where this is where, like, um one of the the most frustrating things to me was there was I saw what his instinct was, and I don't know whether or not this was him just not being a good director or not having good people around him. The moment where he sees Debbie Allen, he's in he's in a club and he sees her up on a stage dancing. Mm-hmm. Right? And that scene opens up where you only see him sitting in the club and her far off on the dancing on the stage alone, right? And then the 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 scene cuts a couple of times, and now there's a couple of people on stage with her, and then there's a couple of people in the in the in the club with him until eventually you see that she is actually on the dance floor dancing with a whole bunch of people right, and the club is full, but he can't take his eyes off of her right. The instinct there is that he wants you to feel that it's just them. Yes. So what he wants to do, what he what he wants to convey is that slowly it starts with his eyes are focused on her, and then everyone else comes into view, you know, like filling the scene, filling the room. Mm-hmm. You either do that, he starts with just them. You either start with just them or you end with just them. Right. right. You don't do these camera cuts back and forth. Right. And this is one of those things where that frustrates me. You're a first time a first time director. I hear you. All right, so you got to make some allowances, mm-hmm. right? But Richard Pryor at this moment is at the height of his powers as a movie star, right? So Richard Pryor has not only starred in other movies; he's been in a bunch of movies. Yeah, he knows how to how a scene is supposed to go. Yeah, so. To me, that's just lazy directing. Yeah. You know, and also that's either having not the right people as far as your crew behind you, with you, because they will tell you how to pull off the scene. Like, you tell me what you want and I'll make it happen for you. Or it's, and I, sorry, I think this is probably more to the point. Richard Pryor not listening to him. Mm. And doing what he, and doing what he wants because Richard Pryor for all of his you know milk toes and <laughs> Richard Pryor if you get the real story of him could be a bit of an asshole you know it was asshole Richard Pryor that messed up his relationship with you know historically with Pam Greer Um I don't know
0: how much of secret history that is though
1: well but to your point. The general public may not know these mm. may be, know these stories, especially considering how old they are.
0: Appropriately enough, um, a few months ago, I, I was looking; something came across my timeline. It was Debbie Allen performing. Um, I think she was on an award, on a Tony show, and and she was performing the song "America" mm-hmm. from West Side Story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's actually a moment in West Side Story that does this perfectly what you're talking about where where tony and maria see each other for the first time at the dance and the action just yes recedes to the background and it's just the two of them mm-hmm. and then it comes back in and and you know i mean it's iconic yeah so so like i'm not even i haven't even been in movies i'm not surrounded by directors I just saw West Side Story,
1: so I know what it's supposed to look like.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> and and again, this is not some obscure Polish right. film from 1937 that I'm trying to pull from that I could connect Derville Martin to. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I swear, I'm pulling some Korean cinema. <laughs> Get him the Ong Bak motherfucker.
0: <laughs> okay, who's in Ong? Bop? Never mind. All right. <laughs> yeah, but it's a shame. It's 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 a shame. I, I guess it's it's only so many ways you can say it's a shame. So what it really comes down to, as it always does, is would you recommend? Jojo, dancer, your life is calling.
1: Before I do that, I see a question in the okay. chat. Real quick, people are going on. Um, the uh, Blackwell is saying that uh, Richard Li- Richard Pryor's life itself indeed warrants an Oscar-worthy film. Unfortunately, this film is not it. True. Um, Sharon Eldridge wants to wa- wants to know. Maybe I can just watch the Debbie Allen scenes. LOL.
0: And good, the good scenes.
1: And Kadeedra Waldron asks, how does Debbie Allen portray sexy? Uh, I just
0: mean that you know she. How did she I I mean, I think you you start with the obvious. She moves like a dancer, like she moves point like a dancer. And uh, again, talking about appropriately enough, since we we're we're celebrating the career and the life of Sydney Portier, if you've listened to our reviews, that's what I always like. I love the way Sydney Portier moves. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. back and forth. And Debbie Allen is the same way. And she's just full possession of her body.
1: Exactly. And it it it's interesting because, you know, we're both fans of Paula Kelly. Paula Kelly plays a stripper in this movie. Yeah. And she does. A a, a burlesque. A burlesque. Yeah, because I think it's definitely more burlesque. Mm -hmm. Um and she does a a, a full burlesque dance mm-hmm. in the beginning of the, you know, early in, earlier in the film. And she's good in it. Yeah. But for the maybe 30 seconds that you see Debbie Allen dancing on stage at a club, you see the difference between a Paula Kelly you know, playing a burlesque dancer. Right. And Debbie Allen
0: just dancing. Well, the funny thing is I think she's sexier when they're playing pool. But but that's what I was going to go to. I was going to go to but how do you portray
1: sexy is because it's all in your attitude. Because you're already a good looking woman. So now you don't have to like, you know, flaunt it. You don't have to like, you know, be popping your hip out and all Mm -hmm. this type of stuff. It's just all in your attitude and your move, your confidence. And it's all there in that scene where she is playing pool which is what like I said why she pulls focus from from uh Richard Pryor mm-hmm. in that film in that moment Richard Pryor if he is a a a more stronger presence yeah which is what he's trying to play in yeah. that scene he's trying to play like you know a little mac like, yeah. like you know, a little bit, you know, like a smooth dude in there. But there's nothing there. It, he's just he's he's just like you know, he's just wallpaper. I was about to say it's like the wind can blow him away. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and so Debbie just pull pulls that focus from him, but it's it's effortless it's in her mm-hmm. eyes it's in it's in you know just the way she's you know you know chalking her acoustic her i mean it's it's everything it's yeah. everything like i i i have always been a debbie allen fan i love debbie allen she's i appreciate her as a director i think mm-hmm. she's a phenomenal television director but like this just like yo debbie I i never really truly saw her act and it's like on point to answer your question, would I recommend JoJo dancer your life yes. is calling? I would not. Yeah, I, 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 and it's a shame. It's a shame, especially because as I think about it, as I and I and as I think about the Richard Pryor filmography, mm-hmm. and not the films that Richard Pryor is like a co-star in, but the films where Richard Pryor is above the title, yes. There's maybe two or three that I would recommend. Like I'm hard pressed to find, and I, I'm stretching on the two.
0: Look, we we have had a version of this conversation every time we review we review as movies. Richard Pryor movie, you, you know it's it's Blue Collar, which way is up, and then you slow down immediately. Mm-hmm. I have a- and Blue Collar, I. I Blue guess he's a, really good. No,
1: it's really good, but I, I guess I don't consider that a Richard Pryor movie because it's more ensemble. It's it's him. That's with, true. It's him and Harvey Keitel. That's fair. That's yeah. fair.
0: But but I mean, he's very much the the co lead though. Yeah, I understand. But, yeah, I actually wouldn't call it ensemble, but you're right. He is a co lead. Yeah, you're right. It's not more about a, with Harvey Keitel. Yeah, you know, I have a huge soft spot for busting loose but i also acknowledge mm. that that's a huge soft spot that i can't really argue logically yeah i feel like you have tainted my love for stir crazy <laughs> when's the last time you seen it well that's why that's what i'm saying like like, <laughs> <laughs> like just talking to you over like the past couple of years like i love stir crazy but then i realized i don't know if the last time i saw stir crazy mm, yeah so but yeah, you're right. It's 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 not. Stare Crazy, Silver Streak. Well, even even though Well, he's Silver- not really in Silver Streak that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it, it's
1: uh, outside of his concert films. Yeah. Of course, I'll I'll recommend his concert films all yeah. day long. And and which way is up?
0: Yes. Yeah, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago. If you ever get a chance to watch the Richard Pryor show,
1: yes, which is like
0: six or seven episodes, mm-hmm. I think that was an amazing achievement
1: or I think it still bears it rewards every time I rewatch it Richard Pryor's first appearance as a host on Saturday Night Live
0: oh yeah 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 oh yeah
1: yeah like killer killer I might watch that you know what I might watch that
0: this weekend the bed is on my foot (laughs) the bed is on my foot (laughs) I'm a choker (laughs) yeah <laughs> ah, the
1: exorcist scene. Oh yeah, my god!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It's it a really shame. is a shame. So there you go.
1: There you go. There's JoJo dancer. Your life is calling, ladies and gentlemen. Before we tell you what Vince has selected next week for this stop on the Me Show Mission, I invite you again to like and follow us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube at Michaud Mission. If you have a thought and a care, you can email us at mission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X, M-I-S-S-I-O-N. We actually got a email last week from um, Belinda Silber asking, did you know that Mr. Poitier was in Porgy and Bess? Uh, not only did we know that, we will be reviewing Porky Invest yes. later down the road on, as we make our way to episode 300. Yes, sir. Um, as always, I invite you to to go to our website and hit swag and check out all of the cool designs, including our limited time offer of six degrees of Durville Martin design um, up there. On our T public page, shout out to Farrell Blackwell who said that he was um making his purchase even as we speak. So thank you. Uh, appreciate that. This yes, yes, thank you. Michelle Mission is a proud member of the Pogglomerate Podcast Network. The Pogglomerate, they make podcasts work. All right. Next week. All right. It's Vincent's selection.
0: It's my selection. Do you know where we're going, Vincent? <laughs> I was just sitting here. Because we put our list together Like we actually You know scoped them out for 300 And then I immediately forgot what I chose
1: Well I'll tell you what you chose What did I choose? You went to that magical year of 2001
0: 2001
1: Uh speaking of Denzel uh, uh, Sidney Poitier You went to his Probably his Oh that's right Descendant uh, in the acting field Denzel Washington Yes In his Oscar yes winning yes roll i have been waiting to alongside talk about ethan hawk you. in training day training day next week on the machine oh i am machine. looking forward to this training day which features an equally
0: memorable performance by one snoop Doggy dog i thought you were going to say macy gray okay you Can... ain't no let me see that badge. <laughs>
1: Oh, ain't
0: no cop oh you know what I've actually had an opportunity to watch training day at least twice since we've started the podcast mm-hmm. and I didn't watch it yeah because I said I want to wait until yeah see I, see, I, I do that training t- day
1: that's how I feel about the, the Sydney 48 movies I yeah know I'm gonna get to them so yeah I'm
0: cool. yeah I'm looking forward to this
1: alright so training day next week here on the show mission ladies and gentlemen Until then, he's Vince, I'm Len, and in parting we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again.